Would you like more music from your birth year to make you feel happier? I'll take a banger, yeah. A banger? <laughs> Do you have any requests? Well, I'm not that intimately familiar with what came out in 1985. But... Yeah, anything that slaps. <laughs> <laughs> anything that slaps. Here we go. You're welcome, Trailer Park Podcast. Nathan, worried or excited? I'm excited. Daniel, it's a horror movie. Worried or excited? God damn it, I will kill myself. Worried. Are you worried or excited? An invitation for rigid and spastic penetration. You seem satisfied. Affirmative. The trailer made me emotional. Real lumpy flesh dragger. Raising awareness of a masturbation addiction. Don't get it on my territory. I can't stand seeing someone do it worse. Oh my god, here it comes. Here it comes. It's so wet. Oh my god, it's coming. Trailer Park Podcast, episode 133. I welcome to the uh, round table this evening. We have um, Daniel, my cousin. Um, Amanda. Later, thank you. Yeah, Amanda Carver as well. Uh, should I be saying last names on here? That felt weird. It's it like, felt super weird. Okay. It's like three, three fourths of us are Carvers. That's true. That's true. Um, and the interns um, riding our coattails as as usual. I legally just changed my name to Intern Carver. Mm, it's good because I had no idea what your actual last name was. Churches, <laughs> ironically. Oh, I did know that. Yeah. You know, I've been thinking, guys. You know this whole, you know this whole pronoun business going around. You know the uh, the uh, people who have a hard time understanding what they should be called, whether it's he, she, they, them, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. I've realized that um, people from Texas and likely <clears throat> the southern states in general have already solved this problem. And I came to this resolution quite recently that I now have to start referring to people as y'all because y'all escapes all of it. It covers everything. Y'all. Yeah. All y'all. Hey, y'all. Yeah. It's a a good catch y'all. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's an excellent way to navigate and not offend people is to say, hey, y'all. And then if somebody still gets offended, well, hey, you know, you try it. (laughs) Y'all can go fuck yourselves. Y'all can go can go away yeah exactly but you tried yeah and so now in your like email signature you're gonna put y'all slash y'all slash y'all yeah. <laughs> uh point of personal privilege y'all y'all <laughs> what's what's y'all everybody starts talking to each other um what do you guys what do you guys got for me on the uh on the energy of 133 what did you i know i told you guys i sent you a message earlier about preparing some feedback about the energy of 133 the energy of 133 is sharing is caring. Okay. It's both wants to be part of the team, but also is very independent. <laughs> well, I, actually it is, it is focused on knowing itself and understanding its environment. It was, you were very close though. No, 133 is, a, it's a, it's, it's a good one. 33 by itself is like a nice classic occult number. Lots of symbology around 33, so I'm sure there's a little bit of that uh, to take a turn from earlier coattail writing of 33 on 133. And also, doesn't it look kind of cuddly? Doesn't 33 itself look like two people like snuggling? It's super cuddly, but then so like they're snuggling, they're like big spoon, little spoon. But then if you take that that last three and you turn it backwards, then it's like mouth to boobies to holes. Yeah, it all lines up. You're welcome. I think it looks like uh, one dick and four balls or one dick and four boobs. Ooh, smart intern. It's a mesmerizing number. Now we're all just staring at this number. Yeah. (laughs) 
Well, it's a semi-prime, it's a blah manager, it's a harsh ad number. Oh, and whilst in base 20, it's a cyclic number formed in the reciprocal of the number three. Yeah, I'm semi-primed right now. Yeah. You know, generally speaking, 133 spends whatever time is required to thoroughly analyze the reasons for starting something new. And then it determines preliminary steps for making progress along the new direction. So let's let's get to it, folks. Huh? Huh? With a little, uh, what do we usually do here? A round table. So you got to talk to me here. How was uh, <coughs> how was Fast Nine? We haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. <sighs> I know. Texas, this is very disappointing news. I don't know what the to tell you. The plight of people with a child. Yeah, it's hard to pawn that thing off on people. They like they do not want it. So like, <laughs> <laughs> really, we've got to pick our battles and find our moments. We will go see it. We, I have noticed, though, that there's a rift in the greater fast community <laughs> in the reaction to this movie. Hmm. It's almost like the people that don't like the franchise like this one, and those that have been on board with the franchise for all the stupidity, for some reason, this has maxed them out. So I find it very fascinating. I'm very excited to go see it and see which field I'm in or which camp. Would you say that you're fascinated <laughs> oh, we better. No, that deserves something. That's that's why we're married. Um, what, have you guys given any thought to uh, to the double down? That would involve uh, one of you going to see the movie while the other one takes care of the child, and then you switch places. You go to two different screenings by yourselves. No. No. Oh, uh, to just keep the other person at home masturbating like that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just a second. Just a second there. Masturbating, <laughs> everybody. That was good. I'm fast, fascinated, fascinated, and masturbating. I like all, like both of those. Okay. Well, it is what it is. H- have you watched anything else that you'd like to talk about? Oh man, yeah, yeah. I've watched a bunch of shit. Can you summarize it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I, I, I will summarize it. Um, all right, let's start with Super Deep. Super Deep, it is a Russian sort of horror thriller movie. It's about the largest or deepest hole that's been drilled into the earth on the planet, and it's in Russia, and it takes place. It's something they found something down there. It's one of those classic, like, what are to me some of my favorite horror and sci-fi films which is like oh we have a facility in this extremely dangerous situation something has happened and we need to send a team in to investigate and oh my god it's terrible and horrifying and blah 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 um it's a russian horror film there's a very peculiar tone that russian horror films have they're able to do they're able to make two million dollars look like 20 million dollars they're really good at camera work and fleshing out low budget sci-fi effects uh, it's extru- it's way too long. It needs like 40 minutes shaved off of it. A lot of jerking off and masturbating with people looking silently into scary rooms. Otherwise, 
pretty cool. Check it out. Get yourself uh, up to speed with, with Russian horror. Another good one to check out is Sputnik. That's in that same vein. Um, and then I'll couple one more onto here just before we before I pass it off to somebody else. Um, the Machine. Super generic name. You probably confuse it with like five other movies that have come out over the last 15 years. But it's called The Machine. Just came out. Uh, also sort of a low budget sci-fi indie movie about um, a scientist whose daughter has like a debilitating uh, mental disorder. He's like cutting edge, creating AI for the government. Um, and then he, it's about him partnering, partnering up with someone and them stumbling and finally being able to like create AI that can pass the Turing test. And it's all very interesting stuff. It does a lot with a little. Let me use a term that, that Nathan likes to use. This movie executes. <laughs> so with very little money, it manages to do and portray concepts that many larger budget films struggle and fail with. So uh, Super Deep, The Machine, both have flaws, but are also both worth checking out. You have one more. S- super Deep, all one word. Yeah. Huh. <clears throat> I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have gone that way myself. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you. I remember you recommending Sputnik pretty hard uh, on a previous episode. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah. You know, to make a million dollars look like ten. And uh, we we all took your suggestion seriously and didn't watch it. Right. <laughs> well, I just forgot about it until now. So I mean, now you're really pushing this Russian agenda. So we're gonna have to do something about that. Guess we're gonna have oh to uh, watch yeah, the Ruskies. So cool. If you were like a Russian operative, like my life would be so much more interesting if that was the big reveal. <laughs> that's that's what got it. It's like the FBI listening to us right now. And they're like, man, he talks a lot about Russian movies. <laughs> <laughs> really positive, glowing reviews. You really give new meaning to the word sleeper cell. Yeah. Um, he does not seem to identify anywhere online as a hardcore liberal. So he must be an extremist. <laughs> You have another one to talk about. That's not the one that we watched this morning called Housewife. <laughs> oh, good Lord. You already watched it? Yeah. Yeah, I told you all about it. So you thought that I had already watched that movie, Housewife, or that I hadn't? I thought that you had not watched it. I thought you were like saying, oh, this is the basic premise and we need to watch this together. I think I've been. So pre- essentially, you, you're telling me right now on this podcast that you betrayed me. No, that's some, that's, no, no. You're thinking of some other movie. This is the movie that I told you like about in detail because it was like it was so crazy. Yeah, you told me about the plot in detail based on the summary that you felt that we need to watch it together as a as a family. I never no. <laughs> no, no, no. You're thinking. I don't know what movie you're thinking of. That's this is no. It's it. Housewife. No, because my first thought went straight to Are those Pussy Willows? Another mom movie. That's serial mom. Yeah, I know, but. <laughs> Can we do a podcast spinoff where you guys just fight about movies? <laughs> this is the best movie review I've ever heard. <laughs> no, but uh, Housewife is... Um... Here he goes to talk talk about it because he's already seen it. Yeah. And, you, and you haven't and you wanted to and he recommended it and he's no, saying... No, she didn't want did. to. Okay. I told her every scene of this movie because it was so crazy to me. And never once was I like, we should watch this because I had already seen it. <laughs> Because you don't want to share that experience with your family, is what she's saying. I'm just trying to re- understand the position. I get in trouble for showing these movies to Daphne. Oh, okay. This isn't okay. a this isn't a psycho Gorman situation. Psycho? No, that's like that's got like a kid's spin on it. No, this is like uh, 
I think uh, this is such a crazy experience, this movie Housewife. If you look up the cover art for it, you'll be like, oh, I see why Daniel watched it. Um, it's like a three-star 90s thriller bookended by what the fuck horror. Like, <laughs> this is so uh, crazy. This one you did tell me about this. Yeah, see? Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a it's a woman. She had like a traumatic childhood. She grows up. She has like all these neuroses and everything, but she's trying to get by. She has a kind of a shitty marriage. And then her old friend from a few years ago shows up and that old friend has been like off in this crazy cult and that cult is in town and she invites the main character and the husband to come out and meet the like cult leader and see how what see what he can do with his like crazy dream powers. And anyway, 90s relatively good 90s thriller of dream walking and what's real and what isn't and oh my god takes place for the majority of the midsection of the film we're we're looking at the poster now it says family requires sacrifice yeah and so the but the so that's the chunk the main chunk of the film but the opening is a fucking hardcore graphic horrific portrayal of like a mother going crazy and trying to kill her children and her husband (laughs) and then the end of this movie has like horror trope goop crazy madness happening that like i don't see in other movies that claim to be like crazy horror movies so there's this movie housewife just floating around out there that has this hidden ending that is some of the crazier horror that i've seen in a long time Hmm. and is otherwise just an, an innocuous sort of like weird creepy thriller so that's that that was super such a weird find to have something start off as like oh you could could possibly have caught this on cinemax at like 2 a.m not minus all the boobage and then it ends with fucking cthulhu coming out of the sky (laughs) (laughs) all right well um should we pass the uh the cup over to uh amanda have you watched anything amanda the only thing that i have watched of note are two things one and i only watch tv anymore i would like to tell the cool billion that i am your like mostly tv contestant now on the show i find it difficult to get into movies anymore unless i've already seen it or i'm really desperate to see it for some reason which hasn't been the case since covid happened um so i'm i'm mostly tv person i'm also mostly a bad tv person which I'm proud of. So as of late, I've been spending the majority of my time watching RuPaul's Drag Race from the beginning. From the beginning. Oh, that's commitment. Yes. That is, oh, oh, in terms of where? It's so fantastic. I have made, I have plowed my way through 11 seasons oh, of RuPaul's Drag Race, a ridge, and four seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. Now, why in the hell would you let them do a sick thing like that? (laughs) (laughs) And so not only have I gotten like really deep into the franchise, but now I'm like following drag queens on Instagram. (laughs) I am listening to their podcasts. I am deep into the lingo and lore that is drag queen culture and i think i'm a better person for it um also most notably for this show is that my dear husband daniel is uncomfortably attracted to rupaul 
<laughs> and I think that that's critical that everybody know. No, Damn. it's com- can we, no, comfortably co- attracted to people. Okay, all right. I was going to get yeah. you to speak to this, but if it's comfortable, then it's a comfortable attraction. It's a it's a frank and own honest. Honestly, it's a one thirty three level of attraction. Oh wow! It's so you're saying you're you saying that he's one thirty three about it. No, RuPaul has I think the most awesome wig person situation out there like rupaul's wigs are fucking top notch to die for hot Mm -hmm. yeah she does she's got some killer looks and um Um, can i just quickly say that your your comment about 133 there i mean (laughs) 133 generally spends whatever time is required to thoroughly analyze the reasons for starting something new and then determines preliminary steps so uh towards a new direction so daniel are you are you making progress for the new direction and are you guys going to be separating at some point <laughs> uh, no no it actually it actually stemmed from like what was initially some like you know well none of these drags really look like women at all <laughs> even when they're lacquered with makeup so it came out of a respect for rupaul who actually does look very much like a woman when, when like a beautiful woman a beautiful woman when he's like fully done up and he has like a like a like a, a leash on his drag meter like it goes to like flamboyant without going into like vegas kitsch and other drag queens can't seem to find that line at all so it came from as like a respect for rupaul, for rupaul being like okay this is why you are like a drag king mm-hmm. okay we're just yeah. okay, keep keep so going we're, we're we're looking it up here in the background to get more information well there's at least two seasons i think maybe three of rupaul's drag race canada Oh. Are you watching Canada? Jesus. Not Is that yet. Next? Yes, yes. Obviously, oh, there's at least two or three seasons of Canada. There's two seasons of UK. There's two or three seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under, Australia. Obviously, um, and I think they're doing. Okay, so what's the the premises of this show? Is that they have drag queens try and strut their stuff, and they pick the winner of of who the, who's the best one kind of thing. Yeah, so it's essentially the same format as uh, America's Next Top Model or Project Runway. It's a competition yeah, show. Why don't I, I'm going to hop in here and just explain this real quick. <laughs> explain. <laughs> okay. Carry on. So yeah, you start out with, you know, 12 to 15 queens depending on the season and you whittle them down until you have a winner. And it's usually some like competition like, oh, who can do a skit about birds or something you know and then yeah Yeah, there's so there's a there's usually one to two there's usually a big challenge that actually matters and then their runway look and they have to lip sync um for their life if they're in the bottom yeah every show the the two bottom ones a little bit different the two bottom ones get voted out and they have to like lip sync battle Mm -hmm. to see who gets to stay who gets to (laughs) go all right um can i just ask a few quick clarifying questions here Yes. Um, so the panel of judges is that it's it's clearly going to be RuPaul, and then are there other consistent judges from season to season, or does it change frequently? Yes. So consistently in the last ten years of the show, it has been RuPaul plus his best friend Michelle Visage, who was a she was in a girl group in the nineties or eighties. Either way, she's just a fucking hoss of a woman. Huge titties. I mean, Daniel's surprised every time he sees her that she's not a drag queen. I thought she was a drag queen, yeah. Um, but she's great. 
And then also Ross Matthews, who are you might know from, from Chelsea lately. From Big Brother, too. And Big Brother, yes. Um, and then Carson Cressley, who is on Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, I think. Okay, all right. I'm actually finding this uh, appealing as long as as long as you can tell me that you like all the judges because that's one of the things like with those shows, especially like American Idol and stuff like that. They just keep saying the same feedback all the time and it gets really tired and if you don't like the individual's personality, then you don't care to listen to it again and again. Right. Yes, I agree with you. And I will say that since Ross Matthews in particular has joined the cast of judges, it has been a better show Okay. Um, because he's really great. And he actually offers really truly good insight about like performance and comedy and things like that. Um, and then Michelle is, is, is funny and a hard ass and has good comments on makeup and um, clothing and presentation, all that stuff. So yes. Okay. It's a really fun show. I and mean, I I'm and they'll, not, they'll like a random guest judge too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then they throw it. There's always celebrities on the show too. So like you'll have, you know, Latoya Jackson or um, fucking, you know, Miley Cyrus or whoever. And they they're usually fun because lots of celebrities really really love this show. It's very okay. interesting. Oh, Juliette Lewis was on there one time, and she had clearly seen every episode because she quoted <laughs> things that you wouldn't have known unless you'd watched the show. <laughs> Okay. So, so oh, question question uh, on behalf of the cool billion and possibly myself, uh, if I was going to watch a season of it to dip my toe in the water. Season six. Okay. There it is. <laughs> you got the information yeah. required. Well, you need that grabber, right? And if, if you grab it, then you don't mind uh, dipping your toe into the other harder yeah. to watch seasons. But. Yeah. Season five or season six, but six has my favorite queen of all time. See, in it so see i love yeah and i really enjoy reality tv we recently rewatched uh a uh, season of survivor the, oh, the first God, don't even start with survivor you know that's my favorite show she rewatched all of it yeah <laughs> oh that's well awesome yeah i know i think i was talking to her oh, while yeah. she was doing it but yeah we mm-hmm. we, we rewatched uh kagayan Kag- i don't know how the fuck you say it kagayan but... yeah it's a great season yeah tony tony's uh tony's season, first season where he dragged woo with poor him. woo <laughs> oh poor but, Woo! But yeah, that was uh, it was a fun. So it got me going. I can't wait till September when they come up with a new one. I know. Okay, so that was plenty of time on drag queens. Um, but we've also been watching. Okay, so I know that you guys are gonna roll your eyes and be like, "Oh, it's because they're gross old parents now." But <laughs> okay, so we have to look for shows to grab Daphne's attention because she just doesn't really like baby shows really she really doesn't she doesn't like kid shows that much with the exception of one and now this one she'll actually watch for longer stretches of time the boss baby show wow is okay but you guys you guys the show is really really funny i've heard i've heard positive things about the boss baby uh movies but they have a new one coming out it could be in our lineup today. But but they're talking about the Boss Baby TV show on like Disney Plus or something. Yeah, no, listen, when the Boss Baby movie came out, my eyes like rolled out of their head because I just immediately absorbed it as like C-grade baby garbage. And Boss Baby in my head has always been this sort of mid-tier, like forgettable ugh, mm-hmm. thing. Same. And I only, we only chose to put it on because it just looked similar to the only other show that Daphne likes. And within one episode, I was like, oh, my God, 
this is a very well written and well done show, like on caliber with adult really? entertainment. Like not it, not it's a good show for a kids show. It's a good show. Okay. Well, we that's, laugh that's, our asses off a lot, you guys. It's shocking. I was pretty, totally stunned. Pretty intense recommendation. We also still have to watch uh, Castlevania, which we haven't watched. So that's another one. Yeah, this may not be a recommendation just because I'm not going to hold anyone to watching a bunch watching of Boss babies, Baby. But... Seriously, though, this is take well, it, take my word seriously when I say it's not just a good kid show. It is a weirdly okay. fucking good show. But but how much has your sense? Can I ask how much your sense of humor has changed since becoming parents? Do you think that that you may be finding things funny because of your experiences with Daphne? No, like most way. mornings with Daphne, this is, this is more common than not. Like her and I will be watching like Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, or like. It's it's very rare we're watching anything that's like blue blue bleep bleep blah blah you know it's so it's not like I'm accustomed to that and this is like a welcome relief. Do you let her watch blue blue bleep bleep blah blah? If she wanted to, she just doesn't. Yeah. We, we try all. There's like Amazon, Netflix have an insane amount of original content for kids, and she, most of it she's like mm, whatever. Because I she more I think likely I would... to watch like a long stretch of Castle than <laughs> she is you know Rhyme Time Town. Yeah. Mostly it's the commercials on when you watch a kid's show for a little while and the commercials come on. The commercials are so much different from adult commercials. You know that they're up to something. And oh, it just, I know. It just screws me over watching it. And I'm just, you know, if I have a child, like I, I think I will. I mean, that's all fine and dandy what you're saying there with, you know, if she wanted to. I, I don't think I would let her. <laughs> no, I, I purposely try to keep... Daphne's exposure to stuff like higher level just because a lot of that baby stuff is too baby even when she even like when it's age appropriate it's like why is this so baby even like teletubby barney shit like no you don't need that as a child you don't need it they're telling us that you need it and to watch all these other ridiculous commercials no you don't honestly the the only thing that like was really obvious with daphne is that it, it she likes she likes children's songs she likes songs so if it has like singing and it's not like too stupid then she's like all right but songs alone don't win her over because a lot of the baby stuff that has like tons of songs, she's like, this is fucking terrible. Turn it off. <laughs> and we say, okay, let's watch, you know, the Tomorrow War. <laughs> Did you watch that? <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, Daphne and I watched the Tomorrow War this morning. <laughs> is it good? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, for an Amazon original sci-fi. Yeah, it's not bad. Okay. The aliens in it are more different looking than your usual standard aliens. So that's interesting. Okay. Um, it's a little long. Kind of has a weird structure, like Netflix and Amazon films do, where they like have four or five acts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They need but, uh, they need to step up the producers, but they don't want to pay producers, so they don't have any. They'll it, and it and it shows. They've got. It's almost yeah. to the point where they have their own style now. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Um, just very quickly, I just want to make a joke that a couple of years from now, some some person will be like, "Oh, I thought you didn't let your kid watch Barney." I'll be shut up. Keeps her quiet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay we have to move on i'm gonna be lightning quick here jupiter's legacy on netflix oh oh nice. nice mark mark millar signed a huge deal if you don't know who mark millar is the reason why i say millar is because his name is spelled m-i-l-l-a-r but i think it's just miller yeah i oh, know it's mark millar is it okay well he it's, did the king mark millar yeah <laughs> he did he wrote the graphic novels for kick-ass and kingsman and all that and they signed him to some big epic deal so that he would make all of his graphic novels under their under the Netflix umbrella. And all of his new graphic novels have Netflix on the back of them. Mm. And uh, 
you know, he's he, they have exclusive access to his content to make shows and movies and stuff. And Jupiter's Legacy was the first project for Mark Miller under Netflix. And I really enjoyed watching it, but it's pretty like, you know, probably uh, not, not amazing or anything, but I'm just bringing it up because I think it's hilarious that they make this show and I get into it and I watch it all. And Mark Millar, he's got all this Netflix money in his fingertips. And he's like, I just want to thank all the cast. We're not going to do a season two. We're going to explore this instead. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, fuck it. Let's go do something else. He's, he's a little power hungry. So don't get too attached to anything he does. Cause I don't know if he's going to do multiple seasons. Oh, of anything. So I have a question. Do you know if he gets, does he get more money for a new project or like, I'm not is sure. there not an incentive for him to keep a storyline going? Yeah, I'm not sure. He says it's going to be in the same uh, universe as Jupiter's Legacy, but it's going to focus on the villains instead. Oh, okay. He just, okay. Um, I don't know. I just get the sense from it that he's, you know, going to jump all over the place because he's done a lot. Like this guy spits out graphic novels way too quickly. Chelsea and I bought a whole bunch of them. I bought her a bunch for Christmas one year, and we read them together a little bit. And uh, they're he's yeah he's he's good and. I think all of it will be interesting to watch, but I just don't know how much he's going to keep it going. And I He's hope... got some ADD. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's yeah, that's exactly what I'm trying to say, yeah. They started how does it, filming how does it this. compare? How's it compare with Doom Patrol? Uh I'd say a similar feel actually. It's not it's not too far away from Doom Patrol. The the issue that I mean, I rewatched some of it with Chelsea and the issue that she had was uh it has its present timeline and then it goes back and explains how they became who they are. And it's the mm-hmm. old, you know, sepia lens, uh, story from the past where she was checking out on me, but I was really into that part. So I was like, what, you don't like this? Like, come on. This is <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I flip a coin. You guys might like it or might not, or maybe you don't bother because it doesn't have a future. <laughs> there it is. What a cell. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. I just wanted to talk about it because it was on my list of things to talk about. Yeah. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is a is a project Chelsea and I started doing. We're we're like fuck the Oscars. We hate them now, so we want to like uh, find ways to uh, criticize them. So we decided to look at the Writers Guild Awards instead, and then compare it to what the Oscars did and trash the Oscars through the process. So we just started watching. We started with 1990, and we're just watching all the movies that were nominated for adapted or original screenplay from the guild awards so we've been watching movies like reversal of fortune green card pretty woman awakenings that's very highbrow of you yeah yeah and next up is going to be ghost we want to watch movies with good writing did you feel like because i know that daniel and i can sort of like bring y'all down into the depths of depravity (laughs) did you feel like you had cleansed yourself (laughs) (laughs) no nothing like that we're actually i think you're your effect on us is more like uh, being way more willing to trash on movies that have reverence. Like, like, oh, this movie's supposed to be great. Well, <laughs> that wasn't so great. That was bullshit. <laughs> this is garbage. Um, like Green Card. What the fuck yeah. is that movie doing being nominated for anything? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I can't believe that you didn't let me know about this. I could have been watching these movies also. Yeah, but we, we, I figured we, we'd, we'd tell you and you'd watch them all in like two days, so it doesn't matter. Well, it takes time now. No, if we tell you too soon, you'd watch them all and you're waiting for us. Yeah. And then you don't remember anything about them because That's you've true. watched 50 movies since then. Yeah. We take things slow. Makes <clears> sense. So, Reversal of Fortune, I just want to say, so far, stands out as the biggest uh, 
a capable point for us to criticize the Oscars because Jeremy Irons won Best Actor for Reversal of Fortune and he literally did nothing in it. He just acted like Jeremy Irons. Didn't get too angry. Hold, didn't get too sad. Hold the phone. This is a movie that already happened. Yeah. I've never heard those words together. <laughs> what? Reversal of Fortune? Yeah. The fuck? Yeah, it's actually a book uh, written by uh, that lawyer, um, that famous lawyer, Dershowitz, Alan Dershowitz. Jeremy Irons? Yeah. Yeah. It's about a guy that what? was accused of killing his wife and he got off. <clears throat> Spoilers. Okay. I mean, I'm really excited for you guys. Yeah. It has to do uh, with a diabetic. But you watch Awakenings with Robert De Niro and Robin Williams about those people in comas that wake up. And then you watch Reversal of Fortune and you're like, how the fuck did this guy, Jeremy Irons, win this award when De Niro's over here going like, rrr, rrr. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. So it's like they corrected themselves with. Uh, it's just absolute um, nonsense. The whole concept of awards is nonsense. It's called Ron Silver. Yeah, Ron Silver plays Dershowitz. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she she plays the wife that's like in a, in a coma. She's only in flashbacks, but she gets top billing. It's a very strange movie. It's Ron Silver. I fucking love Ron Silver. He's in so many garbage movies. <laughs> but but think about it this way: the thing that really tickles me about the movie is that Alan Dershowitz wrote the book and had the experience, and then they he helped write the screenplay or whatever. And the guy that plays him, Ron Silver, like he's like this, you know. He writes himself like he's some kind of hero, and you you can't you got to take note of that when you're watching the movie that this is this character is is the guy that wrote this book about himself and is making himself look like this pretty pretty amazing person. It's just right, a little too over the top there, Alan. Too much. But anyway, next up we got Ghost, Dances with Wolves, Avalon, The Grifters, Alice, Goodfellas. She's never seen Goodfellas. Can't believe it. Oh, that's my favorite mobster movie. Yeah, solid. Well, close, close tie with Casino, actually, but still. Basically the same movie. Yep. Same, same people. Joe Pesci's the exact same character. (laughs) Yep. Yep. 100%. (laughs) Intern, you got anything quick to say before we... uh... Yeah, I do. Uh, Monster Hunter was very bad. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. How'd that happen? Why'd you see that? Uh, Because it's on the list. And if I were to make (laughs) Sophie's Choice... I would have chose the opposite way. Um, Hunter Monster? You just saw Sophie's Choice for the first time? Yep. Okay. Yep. I've been uh, slowly almost doing the same thing with as Nathan and Chelsea here, but I'm going through the best actor and actress winners and trying to watch those, and that uh, that was on my list. It's just so subjective, the whole yep. process. And for people to say, like, you're the best and you won is just absolutely ridiculous. Like, it's ridiculous. Well, just uh, don't worry about how how best anyone is and celebrate you know, the movie. We watched Green Card and Pretty Woman back to back. And we were like, wow, you know, aside from the first few minutes of Pretty Woman, Pretty Woman's pretty solid. It's pretty tight. It's pretty, in terms of writing, it's pretty well written for a rom-com. Mm-hmm. You know, and Green Card falls apart and it's a piece of shit writing-wise. So, you know what <laughs> the Oscars... But it's not the writing award. No, yeah. but you know what the Oscars did? What? They they had the same noms except for Pretty Woman. They subbed Pretty Woman out for some nonsense and kept Green Card at the Oscars. Is it because she's a hooker? I'm just telling you, we watched them back-to-back. Pretty Woman is way... Maybe. 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 Maybe there's too many white people in They're it. like, oh! That would be the case now, not then. I don't know. It's just um, all political and dumb, and I'm mad about it. 
Don't get me worked up, okay? But that's what we're here for. No. 133, harmony with boobs. Okay. Are you about finished? Yeah, I'm all done. (laughs) Amanda, how about some rapid fire? Rapid fire! Magic Mike reality TV series, A Time for Mercy, starring uh, Matthew McConaughey, HBO, continuation of A Time to Kill, same character, 20-something years later. Uh, and Nicolas Cage is going to be a movie about hunting buffaloes. Nick Cage hunting buffaloes. What was the one before that? A Time for Mercy. It's, uh, you know, A Time to Kill with Matthew McConaughey and Sandra Bullock and Kevin Spacey. Okay, Spizzi. I just had to make sure I heard that, what I actually heard. Yeah, he's going to... Uh, be the same character, the Jake Brigance character in a HBO TV series sequel to A Time to Kill. Obviously, it's the Buffalo Hunter. Well, we're not picking a winner here. We're just getting reactions from multiple things to see what people are interested in. And if they don't care, we move on to the next rapid fire. Yeah. Well, we all care about the Buffalo Hunter. So Nick Cage is in a Buffalo Hunter movie, and he's also in a movie where he's a vengeful chef with a truffle pig. Uh, yes, Totter. That's in the Totter this evening. You're referring to Pig? <laughs> yeah, what is this? Uh, the film finds Cage playing a buffalo hunter named Miller who takes on a young Harvard dropout seeking his destiny out west. Together they embark on a harrowing journey risking life and sanity. I I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> We're going to need some more on the... Nick Cage uh, is looking kind of a little old. Mm-hmm. Lately, I was surprised that he'd want to do something that seems so treacherous. It's called Butcher's Crossing. And and no love for the Magic Mike reality TV series? Oh, I don't know. You into that, babe? Yeah, I mean, I could be into that. If they did it in a fun way. And it had, uh, what's his name? Joe Latrulio in it? Or no, no. Maggianero? Ma- yeah, ma- ma- yeah. The guy from True Blood. He's hot. And from Magic Mike. It'll only be good if they show full wing. You're so right. The official, it's a reality show. They probably have the After Dark version, yeah. The official log line here. It's a sexy series that will transform a group of men into real-life magic mics. Ten men who have lost their magic will come together in a competition series, bear their souls more as they evolve their bodies, learn to perform spectacular routines, and develop a new level of self-confidence. As they strip off their clothes, they will rid themselves of emotional baggage and regain their mojo. But only one will be the real Magic Mike. That's that's some real 133 so it's, energy. Yeah. It's RuPaul's Hottie Race. There you go. There you go. There you go. Okay. I feel satisfied. Rapid Fire! This is the Rapid Fire uh, Fast and Furious edition. Uh, Fast and Furious 10 and 11 are shooting back to back. They're doing an 11? Yep. There's going to be a Toretto, a possible Toretto solo film and a Cypher spinoff, which is a bit contradictory to the big feud with uh, Dwayne Johnson, who he was interviewed about, Vin Diesel was interviewed about it and said he was driven. uh, The feud was a result of his drive to give uh, Dwayne Johnson tough love about making sure he did the character properly. He's like totally condescending and, and patronizing in the interview about basically saying Dwayne Johnson didn't really know how to act that well yet and he was like a mentor or something and gave him mm-hmm. tough love to because Vin Diesel's sh- a great actor make sure he got the part right 
He's just looking out for family. You know? I mean, I guess compared to Dwayne, he probably he is a great actor. <laughs> stop it. Yeah, stop it's it. Truth. They're like uh, equal. <laughs> no, not even close. I think Dwayne Johnson's probably better than him. Dwayne Johnson was good in one single movie. What's that? Where he's the gay cowboy. Be cool. Wow. Okay. Well, I think that was more just a summary, guys. We'll move on. <clears throat> Diesel's got one too, right? Is he not okay in Boiler Room? Fire! They're the same guy, right? Diesel was yeah, the pacifier. Uh, Dwayne Johnson was... Oh, no. He didn't... The Tooth Fairy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did. The Tooth Fairy. Yeah, they're the same guy. Uh, Let's see here. Spielberg pretends he didn't talk smack about streaming and signs a Netflix deal with Amblin Entertainment. Soderbergh uh, is trying to get the Oceans gang back together for another, what, Oceans 14, I guess. And Lithgow, John Lithgow, is returning as the Trinity Killer for the Dexter revival. Awesome. Now my brain is, like, trying to think. Yes. Did he not die? in the show did he escape i don't remember they're gonna just either. change the whole timeline it's like an alternate universe dexter they might as well because because the season four of the, which is lithgow's season in dexter is the only good season and it's like way good like if you're gonna watch dexter at all just watch that one season so i enjoyed, well I enjoyed one one to four yeah okay yeah fair that's like before it's just so four is really it, uh, just, yes, they, it's like oh, this is what you guys were trying to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I don't know if you were aware, Amanda, but uh, I was trying to find an excuse to play uh, intern archive clips. So we're letting the intern go back to the early episodes and pick a winner from each episode. <laughs> oh, just so that we can play an intern archive. Uh, okay, well I'm on board for that. Cool. <laughs> Bring it to you live. Can you handle my drive? Sixty percent is good for some people. (laughs) Wow. There's some great some great bullshit that we came up with in the past. Um, okay, intern, I got two for you tonight because, uh, TPP2. The, the, the first one's really easy. So, Trailer Park Podcast 2, the movies were X Men Days of Future Past, Joe, starring Nicolas Cage, his first appearance on TPP was number two, The Quiet Ones, Breathe In, and Gone Girl. And I know which one you're going to pick. Well, which one am I going to pick? You're going to pick Gone Girl. I am going to yeah. pick Gone Girl. That's right. So, Gone Girl is. Congratulations, the, Gone Girl. The, the winner. Of Trailer Park Podcast. It's the winner of <laughs> trailers one and two. Good. What's that? What's that, Amanda? X-Men Days of Future Past is pretty good. Yeah, but is it better than the Gone yes. Girl? Yes. No. Is it better than Joe? Yes. Joe I was horrible. I would say that it's probably <laughs> a movie that you're going to remember slash watch again over Gone Girl. I've seen Gone Girl four times. Yeah, he loves it. But have you seen it back to back? And I've seen X-Men Days of Future Past (laughs) one time. So you guys saying that he should be forced to go rewatch before he gives the final answer on this. He should be forced to go watch X-Men Days of Future Past again. Three more times. Yeah. Okay. All right. Intern, you heard it. Um, I also have Trailer Park Podcast 3 because it's harder. 
if you want to do that one too. Uh, yeah, let's uh, okay, jump right that's, into that. That's The Amazing Spider-Man 2, Cold July, The Sacrament, Boyhood, and Ninja Turtles. All right. I know what everyone thinks I should pick, which is Boyhood. But what would I rather watch? Amazing Spider-Man 2. Out of all those, huh? Uh, Cold July was not good. The Sacrament, I used to say this movie sacramented itself when it's a horrible movie. That might be the worst movie I've seen on TPP until we get to were. Should we we open up a new channel in this very new uh, revised intern archive update segment? Should we open up the possibility? I need your feedback on this, Daniel and Amanda. Should we open up the possibility for a consensus from the group that this is a candidate for one of the worst lineups we've ever done and it should be set aside and there will be like a pool and then at the end of this we have to choose which lineup from those was was the worst ever well i feel like we're gonna have to do i mean we can't just do it like on a rolling basis yeah i feel like we need to do you know one through ten what was the worst one okay but anyway i'm on board with something like that we just need to figure out the rules because okay. um, Amazing Spider-Man 2 was terrible and this lineup was terrible this is uh, so far bad. the worst lineup uh, good thing we weren't saying this next one will be the best lineup ever at this point in time on the podcasts. Yeah. Boyhood was pretty good though <clears throat> it's tough to go back to it's horrible to go back to I wouldn't watch it again oh the sacrament Ty West that's right yeah I didn't like this one either mm-hmm. see it's a problem it's a bad lineup it's a problem we're gonna have to take stock when we get to 10, we're going to have to take stock, like Amanda said, figure out, you know. I mean, okay, yeah. So so we'll we'll select one from the first 10 episodes, yeah. which one is the worst. And then we'll do the next 10. Okay. And then we'll pit those two against each other. You see what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I like it. So is the, so what, what Intern's going to do is he's going to pick his favorite movie from each lineup or the, the quote-unquote winner of each lineup. And then when we get to 10... We're going to review and choose the worst lineup from the first 10. Yep. Okay. So you're going with the Amazing Spider-Man 2 here? I am, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's get down to business, folks. We've got uh, we've got some movies to check out tonight and what could be, despite uh, Chelsea's lack of enthusiasm, ignorant feedback, um, <laughs> could be the best. We have before us what could be the greatest lineup that we have ever experienced you know i knew that i knew when i woke up this morning i knew that this was going to be the best lineup that we've ever had (laughs) i'm just reading a press release here from sad sack studios right now it says here that this is the greatest lineup that we have ever had okay now we don't say this very often (laughs) the greatest lineup you will ever witness as a member of this podcast in the lineup for which all of you shall be bequeathed and i'm not fucking around this time this time it is serious tonight could be the greatest lineup, pound for pound best lineup we've ever experienced before on trailer park podcast wow well i like a good pound uh sad sack has has (laughs) issued a few statements okay Okay, here we go. Best show ever. Uh, um, <laughs> this lineup will change your life, yeah, and so, you'll punch a baby. And uh, number 80 means harmony. Your, uh, your headliner tonight is Free Guy.
free guy. That was called free guy. Free guy. Free guy. Here we go. Good morning, Goldie. My name is Guy, and I live in Free City. I have everything I need. Except one thing. Hey! Excuse me! Hey! Hey, bud. You ever think that there's gotta be more? More than what? The stuff we do day after day. Literally not once. Today's gonna be different, Goldie. What are we looking at? Who are you? We ran into each other the other day. How did you find me? I waited outside by the murder train. Guy, I have to tell you something. There is no easy way to say this. This world, it's a video game. I really want to kiss you. Is that weird? Listen to me. You're not real. Wait, you let who kiss you? Guy. There's not a button for that. Oh, he found the button. Buddy, if we're not real, doesn't that mean that nothing you do matters? I am sitting here with my best friend trying to help him get through a tough time. Now, if that's not real, I don't know what is. Millie, I know this world is just a game, but this place, these people, that's all I have. Thanks, guy. Who is this guy? This character in the video game Free City has been turning heads by being the good guy. Blue shirt guy. You're absolutely right. Who is he or she indeed? This loser is ruining the game, man. I don't care if he's Arnold freaking Schwarzenbader. Terminate him. We're doing great. Guy, in two days, the game is going to shut down. You, this whole city, they'll be gone. What if we can save it? Is that cool? It felt really cool. We can change our world, but we have to fight together. I don't even know what's happening right now, but I love it! This is the first time I've ever driven a car before. I really wish you'd mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah. We love you, Booster Guy! Thank you! Watch out for the... They seem nice. All right, Nathan, free guy, worried or excited? So, Ryan Reynolds, and I think I think we all want this to be good, right? Right. We want this to be a fun time. Sadly, I fear this will be obnoxious and meh. There are several trailers, and this one has the meh volume, lower than the other trailers do. Agreed. Uh, Deadpool is a great example. Uh, because people you know, love, and trust will embrace everything about it, and you will not embrace it, and you may resent them. <laughs> I am worried. Although it was included in the 2016 blacklist of most liked scripts, so that means that enough people voted for it to put it on a list of something good. Nathan, and Ryan is... Reynolds could you know, give that some, some Ryan juice. It has the person you thought should be young Furio- Furiosa, an actress that you oh Jodie Comer she's rave going, about. She, she's going to be, isn't she? No, no, Anya is. Anya is, oh, right? Yeah. Yes, that's accurate. Yeah, Jodie Jodie Comer's. All, yeah, I like Jodie Comer. I said I want it to be good. 
I said I want it to be a fun time. I'm going to be difficult to impress, though. So sometimes uh, when you're the elder statesman, <laughs> you just take over, which is what's happening right now. <laughs> sometimes you have friends that watch Deadpool and <clears throat> don't like it. And as a normal human being, you just don't seem to understand why your friends are fun suckers and suck the fun out of everything and just can't enjoy a fun film. Did he just, did he just take second? Did somebody give it to him? I don't, I don't think anybody handed it. it off to him. He just took it. Elder statesman. You know, he, he just age ranked me. Yeah. He, just, he just took it. He just took it. Okay. Oh, we're going in order of age oh. uh, for trailer number one. Okay. Does, anyway, that mean, does that mean you think that you're better than them? Yes. Wow. Uh, I have a few more tree rings on my bones. Gotcha. Uh, I have a few more fat rings around my belly. Did anyone else get choked up to see Alex Trebek in his last cameo? Stop it, yes. <laughs> yeah. This is going to get the Trebek uh, lift. I wanted, I don't know, somebody's got to be realistic about this i mean it looks like ryan reynolds is playing ryan reynolds and it's going to be fun yeah you're just going to enjoy it and don't worry there doesn't need to be a good story there's a lot going on it's like ready player one was better than i thought it was going to be but what i don't need a comedy version of it ready player one was one of the worst things i've seen in so long okay here the book was fantastic (laughs) we don't need that big of a reality check because i'm also i've also been weary of this film mostly because i feel like it's been coming out for like five years yeah well that's that's what i was going to say is that i feel like this is at least the second if not the third round of marketing yes and so it feels like it's already come out been Mm -hmm. out come out again Mm -hmm. so it's hard to get excited about a movie that you've seen the promos for three or four times yep and then you're like, why is that? Was it COVID? Is there something wrong with it? Did it need extra work done to it? Like, what, what, what was the holdup with it? Yeah. And then, so that that's that's really most of my concern because otherwise, this is like right up someone like Ryan Reynolds' alley, where he gets to play the like super innocent dope that reacts to all the absurdity around him. That's like literally his thing. So, mm-hmm. great cast, but then it's also like. Oh, He's falling in love with a girl on the outside. So, what? How does that culminate? <laughs> is this going to be like her, where he goes, "Oh, I'm AI now, and I'm smarter than you, and I'm going to go drift in the universe and solve problems"? Fuck off! I fucking hate that movie. Or is it like he's they're going to download his consciousness into someone's dead body? Like, how does they? How do they? You know, get together? How do they deal with the love story part yeah, of it? Good yeah. question. Either way, yes, I think. We all want this to be funny, but there is some concern. So, mm-hmm. the official word, Amanda. Well, wait. Intern took the reins, and then you just stole it from him. Yes, <clears throat> it was sanctioned. This I'm going to give this uh, a free a free life. Um, I'm I'm very excited. Okay. Out of all the movies in this lineup, I'm the most excited for this one at this point in time. Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. He's well, yeah. he's tired of watching the, the the movies from the other lineups. He's like, this one I can this one I can do, this one I can get through. This is fine. Um, I have already voiced my biggest concern is that is that it feels like it's already been out or come out or come out again. It's it's hard to get excited about something that I have been thinking about for 
18 months. Hmm. Um, Sorry, Daphne. Ha ha ha. You know, but then at the same time, yes, it's like right up Ryan's alley of like, ha ha, I'm being just like a smart, funny, quippy dope. I'm so cute. Don't you love me? Mm-hmm. And that gives me a pass. Normally, yes. But here, there's, I feel like there's going to be a lot of plot holes, mm. big ones. And at the end of the day, which character do I really identify with? And if I'm being honest, it's the black security guard cop best friend, which is like, mm. what do you mean? I'm happy just the way I am. That's yeah. it's also that's kind of the like the character. It's kind of a, a callback. <laughs> it's kind of a callback to the mid '90s racism, right there, with the with the token black guy sidekick. That's that's true. Who's a cop? Always. Yeah. yeah. Um. But, you know, at the in my heart of hearts, like, I'm not a revolutionary. I'm more of a just be happy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. What'll be will be. Yeah. That's who I, you know, identify yeah. with. So I don't know. There's nothing it's more hard. real than, than helping my friend through a tough time. That's- yeah, that's me. <laughs> um, I hope it's good. I think the key to liking this movie is to keep your expectations as low as possible. Excited. Wow. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that that about does it. Uh, okay, trailer two in the in the teeter in the teeter tonight. Uh, we are looking at uh, the return of M Night Shyamalama Ding Dong with <laughs> old. Is this like his third or fourth coming back? Well, I feel like he's just back, or maybe a better word is he's just there. He uh, did. He did split, and he did that one with the. He did old, mom old, and dad first. Old the grand, grandpa, the grandparents, grandparents one. Yeah, the visit, I guess. Yeah. Oh, the visit. Yeah. yeah, the visit and split. He hasn't really been away. I think he's he's still in the throes of his comeback. And then he did well, the no, one after split. Is is that? He goes away for a few years and we're like, oh, this new movie of his is a comeback. And then we all see it and we're like, oh, no, he still sucks. <laughs> okay. I feel like let's let's watch Every the trailer. Let's, hey, let's watch the trailer first. <laughs> okay. Oh, what is this? Old. Yeah. Here we <laughs> go. No kids allowed on the beach? What? That's not true. Oh, no. Oh, no. We never leave each other. Nothing separates us. Are we there yet? You said five minutes. Technically, it's been more than five minutes. Let's just all start slowing down. Wow. You believe I found this online? I guess it's not that secret a beast. Whoa. Who would leave this? From the hotel! What's happening? Found stuff from the hotel in the sand. Ready or not, here we come! What happened? 
things are her mom? I don't know. What happened to her? The body has decomposed. How quickly can that happen? Seven years. But she just died. Wait, where are the kids? Trent! Kara! Come here! Hey, have you seen my children? Mom? I'm, I'm right here. excited okay well i feel bad because i approved this trailer without having watched it (laughs) (laughs) i was just like m night always good for a discussion which is probably true but i'll kick it off with god damn it this looks so stupid number one number two i feel like i just saw the whole movie and number three the punchline, climate change. Worried. <laughs> We're here for a reason. What else could it be about, Daniel? Uh, a fair. thriller? Oh, yeah. Climate change unearthed something, maybe. Maybe that's well, whatever this is. It was unearthed by climate change. Could be a real a real thing. A thriller? Why is it initially only affecting the children? That's a good question. Because they went is in the water. a plot convenience? Because oh. the adults would just be dead. They went in the water is what intern just said. Interesting. Okay. A thriller okay. about a family on a tropical holiday who discovered that I don't need to read the synopsis. You already saw the entire movie. <laughs> um, what I do want to say, though, the thing that could throw a wrench in this is that it's based on a graphic novel. And I don't know that M. Night Shyamalan, I think he always usually writes and directs everything he does, right? So he writes his own scripts. So I don't, I don't know if he's ever based anything off of a graphic novel before. And if that's true then this could the source material could make this a different experience unless he ruins the source material well it does say based on the graphic novel so yeah he he could fuck it up yeah is there a difference between based on versus adapted like i don't know the technicalities of that well some stories are based on a true story which means they get to use the names of people (laughs) yeah but is it ever like based on a book versus adapted from a book you know what i mean yeah I don't want to get in the weeds, but yeah, that's can be subjective though, just based on how far they they stray from the source material. I found a great comment on Reddit from Helen seven nine zero, and they said, and y'all said, it looks hmm. 
It looks interesting, but I refuse to watch anything he touches after what he did to Avatar. Someone said this is based on a graphic novel, so I'll probably just read that instead. (laughs) (laughs) Which is funny, because I just recently, as in like the last couple of days, watched that live-action Avatar The Last Airbender. And yeah, I don't have any attachment to the material at all, so I can't say just how atrocious it is, but it's not good. (laughs) Um, There's something weird with the this movie because i've seen a couple of different trailers for this now and this one's actually more alluring believe it or not because it goes into there being something up with this island and like kind of trying to hook you with that lost-esque vibe of maybe there's more going on here because you saw it in the trailer so there's a there's maybe a monster hunting them in caves they all black out for some reason when they try to leave right and so let's, apparently so let's you get climb into a zombie. let's climb up the cliff after we establish the people blackout when they try to leave the beach. Yep, I was thinking the same thing. But then there's like, what's here's what's putting putting me off is that the notion of like children going into some weird like cursed waters and coming out aged. That you can actually have you can actually toy around with that and have a, an interesting sort of bizarre thrilling film with that. But there's just something about how it's done in this trailer that like keeps me. I want to be into it, but then I keep laughing a little bit also. (laughs) So it's like, uh, I can't say that I'm excited about this, but I am oddly more interested in watching it after learning that there's more going on than just the water makes you old. Also, can we just talk about like the scene of where the girl, girl child is pregnant? I'm like, somebody had to fuck her. Right. So does she get like raped by somebody? Unless there's like a, divine you know conception Mm. here somebody had sex with her that's what i mean like either (laughs) either yeah either like her father raped her and then it's like oh that 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 secret's exposed or there's something else going on on this island that's crazier so that's that's what i mean more alluring but that's still worried okay yeah so you you could blame it on on uh, other forces at work but it's pg-13 so i don't i don't think a rape's coming i'm definitely out (laughs) maybe she's the mother of christ Oh, yeah, that's deep. Some immaculate look, consumption. Look, someone has to explain to me how the clothing grew to fit Thomas and Mackenzie and Death Note guy after they aged. Right. She's wearing the same outfit, but it now fits her. Right. Oh, my six-year-old bikini still fits. Or yeah. is that just how she's perceived? Oh, maybe. Yeah. Why are you looking at me, Daddy? I got a, I got a, I got a creepy feeling there. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it could be that the uh, water's just fine. All the parents are all fucked up and hallucinating. Maybe so. That'd why? Be why more... are you looking at like that? Would be that would be so be a more interesting movie, right? That yeah. would be so Shyamalan, though. It's all an illusion. I'm looking for the old boy ending. Well, never forget, never forget <laughs> yeah. that when the pressure was on, um, Ammonite in his previous iterations of his comebacks, or when he's in his previous iterations of his career, when the pressure was on. To keep his career going. When his back was up against the wall, what did he do? What did he do? I don't know what did he, he do. He made The Happening with Mark Wahlberg. And we never saw him for five years. We watched <laughs> the beginning of that recently. Yeah. Like in the last two weeks. <laughs> oh, man. What was that opening line by Wahlberg that I kept repeating? Because it was so fucking funny. I can't remember. Uh, mostly, yeah. M. Night, he just inspires frustrated fury because... I get extra angry watching The Happening because The Happening has a premise that you could do such amazing horror visuals with. Like you could 
you get, and he, I feel like he just tossed it away and made it about angry trees and shit. But that's oh, too bad because just having people just immediately want to kill themselves and find the nearest thing that is such a great horror like mechanism. So happening is so frustrating to watch. I'm going to circumvent and surprise. I'm going to say that I am excited to see if this is what we think it is. Okay. Hmm. I want to let everyone know that four days before I turned 40, I felt young and spry and like the greatest. I felt like I was capable of anything. And then three days before I turned 40, I started getting joint pain all over the place. And I felt like I aged overnight like 37 years. Were you at a beach? No. Mm. Uh, I'm just old now, and that is the only way that I relate to this film. Mm. Uh, so far, Free Guy looks like the winner. It's going to be a commentary now on the winner. Okay, great. That's great. Okay. Okay, M. Knight, you're on the clock. Uh, let's see here. Oh, it's, uh, it's Fulcrum time, Daniel. Sometimes I forget the format. I apologize. Um, this is called Demonic, and it is uh, the first horror movie from Neil Blomkamp. Demonic. Here we go. Dropping you in in three, two, one. Daniel, you were either excited about Demonic. Not giving us much to go on from that trailer. Almost more of a teaser. Um, what does it look like to you guys? There's some sort of psychological experiment going on that has a side effect of like putting you into access or making you into some sort of channel that's vulnerable to demons or is there an operation going on that's solely dedicated to harnessing some sort of demon crossover technology do you want the synopsis from imdb sure a young woman unleashes terrifying demons when supernatural forces at the root of a decades-old rift between mother and daughter are ruthlessly revealed (laughs) so there is a mother-daughter drama 
that is the <laughs> catalyst for a demonic apocalypse. I wow. mean, I mean, we're talking uh, this. Yeah, you're right. This is a teaser. It's basically riding on the laurels of what we know Blumkamp is capable of with District Nine and all that Oat Studios stuff he was doing with less money, making crazy special effects. So I have a question. He was doing all the Oats shorts, and I thought that people were voting to pick their favorite one, and he was going to turn that into a movie. Is that this? They stopped uploading stuff to the Oats Studio YouTube channel, so I think he was trying to do something, and I think he failed. Oh. Or it's still, or he's still trying to do something with it, but he just, he's, I don't know, he's one of these creative types, right? Who knows? Yeah. Gotta do something, but this yeah. isn't related to the Oats shorts. No, I checked the Oats channel to see if this trailer was on there, and there's nothing in the reel at the beginning. Yeah, okay. Uh, one thing that is in the trivia of this, and I, I've seen this a couple times now, when things were filmed during the COVID-19 pandemic, it says they were filmed secretly. <laughs> they say this all the time. This, this yeah, was, this they're was, all scared yeah. to be found out. Yeah. This was filmed secretly in Canada. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to tell what's touching. going on. The, the the takeaways that I get from this trailer are like the fact that I know what Bloom Bloomkemp can do, and watching some of the scenes and images that he's creating in this trailer are like pretty terrifying. Like Chelsea saw this; she hates closets, and it's got that fucking three three clawed hand like with the closet door, and then that image, the shadowy image walking. It's like, ah! <laughs> like <laughs> it's, it's decent. It is, and I get it's. Uh... It does look good. It does have his like knack for like knowing how to special effect something when you don't really have the money to do it the way it should be done. So it's good. You like make little cut corners that look like they're intentional, like the way that when they're inside of that virtual reality or whatever and everything has that sort of slightly shifting pixelated move, <clears throat> uh, like like shifting to it. That's that's definitely like a decision, like a budget decision that they're working as a stylistic choice, which which kind of is uh, what I envision in my head when I think about this guy considering District 9 and Chappie and stuff, right? Yeah, and that uh, makes me think about the old studio thing again really quickly because like, maybe what he's doing is he tried to do stuff on his own and he couldn't because he couldn't generate the money and now he's thinking, hey, my skills lend themselves really well to horror. If I could make a splash in horror, I could generate the money I need to do the, th- the other things that I want to do, which is yeah. probably true. Because he does have skills, and he could uh, make a huge splash in the horror genre if he wanted to. Yeah, and while there isn't a whole lot to go on or even comment on in this, other than some good visuals, and uh, you know, I kind of like that chanting, that low, low voice chanting. That's a nice little like disturbing background feature to have, kind of always nipping at you. Um, it's more just that I'm like I'm kind of comfortable with this director. I've seen him when he's high, and I've seen his flaws, and he and he's like offended me, and then come back from offending me. So like that almost makes me want to give him just the benefit of the doubt just because like, I feel like we're in a relationship now. <laughs> Unlike M. Night. Right, M. Night is like a, a serial abuser. Like at yeah. least with him, I'm like, District 9 blew my mind. Elysium <laughs> let me down, kind of hard. Chappie, thought I was going to hate it, ended up liking it. Weird. So let's go. <laughs> <laughs> that is the exact relationship I have with him as well. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like you just said everything that I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to see what he does with it. And that's my stance. Yeah, uh, I'm also excited. And it's a, a Bloom Camp bump. It's a weird one. I can't like say one way or the other. There are things I like about the trailer, things I don't like about it. Um, 
I'm not going to watch it excited. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and now we have arrived at the totter. We teased it. It's here. It's Pig. It's Nicolas Cage. Pig. <laughs> Here we go. for a truffle pig. Someone star. I don't understand. Tell me you are. You made the right choice being out there in the woods. There's nothing here for you anymore. There's really nothing here for most of us. Buy yourself a new pig. What are you thinking? I remember every meal I ever cooked. I remember every person I ever served. You live your life for them, and they don't even see you. You don't even see yourself. Where's my pig? <laughs> Intern, pig, worried or excited? Well, I have questions. Uh, when the guy asks him or says, well, tell him who you are. We don't find out who he is. Right. So Except that he's a chef previously. He is a chef. Yes, that's accurate. <sighs> you can glean it from his speech that he served people and they never knew who he was and they don't know yourself. He's talking about the plight of the chef. Yes, and his only friend is the one that brings him the truffles he cooks for people. Or possibly for himself. He's looking like a hermit nowadays. Maybe he cooks it for the pig, and he's only cooked food for the pig. And that's why he remembers everyone he's ever served. Because it's his truffle hunting pal. Because it's only ever been this pig. Yeah. <laughs> Everything else is a <laughs> delusion. Um, I'm going to say that this looks uh, dark, brooding, intense, and uh, 
engaging. I am looking forward to seeing this pig act alongside the Academy Award winning Nick Cage. <laughs> uh, we'll go with excited. Uh, Amanda, is there a, a climate change subplot here regarding the pig's kidnapping? Presumably, yes. <laughs> um, you know, they're moving the pig to a more temperate climate um, from premium truffle searching. Um, so the thing about this is that I've met chefs and I know chefs and they are the most um, narcissistic, self-absorbed, <laughs> pleased um, with their own being that it is completely inconsistent with this with this person um oh i remember everybody ever no bullshit chefs love themselves and only themselves so it's that's a problem i think that's a big uh, big plot problem um that said i am all in on this movie i am 100 percent excited i believe that it will be um Nick Cage bringing to the vengeance sort of cliche drama that we have now for better or worse. Um, I hope that there's some intense violence and some nonsensical intense scenes that only he can deliver. I can't wait excited. Yeah. Cause that's, that's what I can't like figure out is that is this going to be like a brooding commentary on you know gratefulness and cooking and 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 being out in the woods by yourself because society's turned its back on you or is this going to be like a john wiki and where's my fucking pig <laughs> let's let's the, let's take the trailer a, seems to imply both let's let's take a look in the writer's room shall we <laughs> okay what if we made like what if we made like okay john wick and take it at the same time but like instead of a dog or a daughter it's a pig and instead of being an ex-CIA, he's like, I don't know, like like a Michelin star chef or something. Yeah. Cause I'm because honestly I'm down for Eden. But I want it to be the John Wickian revenge film. Uh well it's it's kind of uh selling itself as somebody who's at the end of his rope and may have already been at the end of his rope trying to live out his life in sanctuary after being a narcissistic chef and coming to terms with, with his uh with his right. personality flaws. And now You've taken the one thing that gave him solace and give me back my fucking pig. That's yeah, but it's that's, got that's that. What I hope it's got that piano thing. It's 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 confusing. All right. So on a scale of uh, below deck to above deck, would you want him as your chef on below deck? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was thinking about when Amanda was talking about chefs. Was all the below deck chefs, and I'm like, yeah, because that's the extent of my experience with chefs. Yeah, chefs are like are like drummers in rock bands. Like they're they're crazy maniacs and they burn out fast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, just think about anybody that you know in the service industry and then amplify that by twenty and you have a chef. They love people, they love being like fawned over and caressed. They they love only themselves. That's that's chefs. Yeah, they're, so, they're like the managers that run those like really high end but super busy restaurants and they do it for like like 20 years like, oh you like, you, you like, like your whole life to be a chaotic mess all the time oh I, I i was just in the shadows and nobody knew me no the fuck you were if you were a famous great chef everybody knew your name 
and they wanted to shake your hand and kiss your ass. Yeah. So before mm. they probably took his job and his celebrity and his recipes and his restaurant, and then he went out and lived in the woods and then tried to stay away from them because he had become violent, but they had to come and take his pig. They had to take his pig. Because it's hard not to laugh at that opening line. All you hear is him whistle that pig, and then he gets the pig stolen, and it's cuts to like them driving across the bridge, and he's like, where's my truffle pig? Also, <laughs> also is he wearing a onesie? Is he wearing a grown man's onesie? Yeah, they're called long johns. Yeah, he but seems... it has a bodice. A yeah. bodice. I, either he's playing eccentric weirdo, or he's playing somebody who has who has snapped psychologically prior to the events of this kidnapped pig. And who wants the pig? Why is this pig so special? Maybe it's he like finds the biggest, bestest truffles. I mean, truffles are a ludicrous industry. That's I true. I know there are people yeah. that exist solely off of just having two or three truffle pigs, and that's like their entire existence. But Okay, that's fair. They are very valuable. No, I remember seeing something on TV about that. This is also the second trailer tonight with uh, Death Note guy, Nat Wolf. He was in Old as well. And apparently Nat Wolf's favorite actor growing up was Nicolas Cage, and it was a huge honor for him to be in this movie. Of course it was. Yeah. I'm excited. I want to find out more about it. There's just so many questions. And this is what a trailer should do. It shouldn't tell you the whole movie. It should make you ask questions. And that's what we're doing. And we need those questions answered, and the only way to do it is to watch Pig. Yeah. Excellent. Does anyone else have anything else about Pig? (laughs) Oh. I really wish Chelsea was here. What's in the bag? A pig or something? I think we're all excited for this. What's in the bag? (laughs) Bacon? What's in the bag? A shark or something? A shark or something? (laughs) Yeah. Amanda, is that what you want? You want want Chelsea to be here? (laughs) I mean, I think our questions will be answered. That's all I'm saying. I'm sorry. Okay, we're going to close out tonight uh, in the five hole with a uh, a pretty fucked up uh, looking movie. I hope you guys enjoy the trailer. It is uh, it is called Titan. Titan. Here we go.
Nathan, Titan, worried or excited? Uh, following a series of unexplained crimes, a father is reunited with the son who has been missing for 10 years. Titan, colon, a metal highly resistant to heat and corrosion with high tensile strength alloys. That's your synopsis from IMDb. Oh, I'm glad that the synopsis didn't address the 80% of the trailer that had to do with a woman. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like some, some sort of spinal surgery happened, possibly with some kind of highly resistant uh, to heat and corrosion alloy being put into somebody's body, maybe. Titanium. And, yeah. And there's a, uh, yeah. And there's a, uh, it's a French movie, director of Raw. You guys all saw Raw. I didn't. So you're going to have way better feedback than me. I will just quote uh, a person on Reddit. Xenos uh, Pino, Penis Paradox. And he said, or he or she said, uh, this has got me interested. Also, colon, tits. Y'all right. said, yeah. Uh, I'm going to say right now that Raw was uh, one, of the, one of the better movies I watched on uh, all of TPP. And uh, I don't ever plan on watching it again. And I feel like I'm going to have the same experience watching this. Yeah, it feels very much like Raw. The thing that Raw did very well was actually capture the like overwhelming intensity of these group, like these parties Party and scenes, and yeah. like gatherings and stuff. Like that was very you felt totally immersed to where you like <laughs> the drug. You felt like you were on drugs yeah. too. I remember him doing that really, really well. So capturing a moment a or or her capturing a moment or capturing a sensation, uh, she does it well. But uh, definitely saw a lot of. This seems very sexual. Am I right? It is a woman director, right? Yes. Julia something. Julia yeah. Ducarn, whatever. I, whatever. I wanted to say, too, that this this trailer, the first half of it, like, it's almost like they, they tried to, like, visually manipulate you because the first half of it makes you feel very brooding and the type of music used. Like, it's, it's one totally different kind of movie from the second half mm-hmm. of the trailer with the different soundtrack and the... You know, that guy that was so serious and stern and had this like ripped body at what looks like 60 years old or something. And just he looks they all look like they're freaking out and on something. And then all of a sudden they're at the party and he's laughing and dancing. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? This is so engaging. Like, I'm I'm interested in finding out more about the movie. Yeah, pulls pulls you in in like a weird way. And it's very sexual. Cars are involved. They got a very like 1990s crash vibe. There's lots of twerking. Yeah, yeah. No, they, I was gonna say the the girls dancing by the cars. That was very interesting. Was it interesting? Maybe? <laughs> <laughs> right, I, like, I just want to like, say that I liked the naked women in the movie. <laughs> a lot of breasts. Yeah. You know, you don't see a lot of breasts in trailers. It's nice to see some breasts. You even saw a little bush. Yeah, you did. Yeah, and some water dripping from a from a bum. Yeah, so it looks really crazy. Like. I mean, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'm, I'm excited because, you know, Raw was Raw was decent. It didn't do some of the horror stuff I wanted to, it to do, really. It seemed like, I remember that thinking that about Raw as well. It was like, it, oh, it did this that I wasn't even expecting really well. And then this that I thought it was going to do well, it did not do so well. On. Is that not exactly what I told you, Nathan? So. <laughs> <laughs> let me, uh, let me review. Let's see. <laughs> no, this will be good. This will be fun. Uh, let's see. Okay, yeah, here we go. Uh, Yes, as a horror movie, Raw was not. 
but as a what the fuck movie it was. <laughs> there you well go. done, babe. Well done. <laughs> yeah. 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 This movie like just has that sort of sort of like super frenetic, um, out of control, like veering off of the, you know, race car track um feel, but at the same time it's got this like super cool music. Um, it sort of tethers you, even though you feel like you can't find your footing. Um, so it has a really fun vibe. I don't know what the plot is. Couldn't <clears throat> guess at all from the trailer. Couldn't guess at all from the synopsis. Um, so who knows? But I'm interested and I'm intrigued. And um, there's something about the cinematography or whatever that pulls me in. And so I'm excited and, and I'm interested. So, And like just to add to the quality of the production itself or the direction of this film, that song that they use in the second half of the trailer, that she's not there by the zombies, that song is, is itself like its structure is to go from super chill 60s vibe to completely out of control screaming, <clears throat> like rocking out as hard as possible. So it's curious that they use that while they're also showing out of control madness going on in the trailer that's interesting i'm kind of feeling i'm kind of feeling a zola titan double header that's what i'm feeling oh Ooh. Huh? Huh? Mm-hmm. maybe that, that would be a frenetic evening yes it would mm. well there it is ladies and gentlemen we we charted a, pla- a path and we took a new direction and we arrived and that's uh 133 yeah, 133. Was it the best lineup? I don't know. Was it to you? Uh, it was definitely better than Trailer Park Podcast 3. Uh, yeah, most likely. That lineup was atrocious. Let's make fun of the intern before we leave tonight. You ever fart so hard that you think you might have just shat your pants? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have like another... Like gibberish one that I hadn't heard before. I thought that the one you played first was different from the normal. Yeah, I no. did that he, live. That he was did that a, live. Yeah. Oh, that that's, was live. Okay. That's going to be on the next. Yeah, that'll be clipped. Go around. Yeah, <laughs> that will be clipped. <laughs> that's how well I know my intern clips. I was like, ah, I heard something different. <laughs> what? That is definitely not the same. Ah, and I have heard that clip enough that I still cannot repeat it. <laughs> Can if I played it right now? Could you try? Sure. It's not bad. It's off still. It's not bad. You really nailed it. Like you were, you were really in the moment, and you fucking nailed that. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, anybody else have anything else that they want to wish good night? Oh, that was great. That was great. Yeah, we yeah. all talked out. All right. Well, good night, everybody. Adieu. 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 A shark or something. <laughs> Yeah, no, duck, 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 duck,